everyone. Welcome back to our podcast for Finishing Well Ministries, uh, where our goal is to explore ways seniors can lead their lives well, and more importantly, finish their lives well. My name is Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here again with my good friend, Hal Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries. Hello, Hal. How are you doing? Randy, I'm great. After this cold week in Dallas, which our listeners may have heard about if you don't live here, uh, we're back thawed out and uh, doing well and celebrating Praise the, this praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. It's been quite a week. So, Randy, what we want to do today a little bit, as, as, you, as our listeners know, we've been talking about finishing well. The six essentials. You know, what does it mean to finish well? How do you live well every day? And the fourth essential is investing and investing in multi-generational relationships. And we built a case for that biblically in our fourth essential. And if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it or watch our video. But we want to talk about what it means. Mm-hmm to have a multi-generational relationship. Sometimes we use the word mentoring, and we'll explain that a little bit further, uh, actually in a future podcast. But I, I want to give a living demonstration today of what a multi-generational relationship looks like, what it feels like. And Randy, in fact, it involves you. And uh, the other person involves as I mean, our, our listeners know you because you're on this with me every day. But you don't know this, but our technical engineer who facilitates these podcasts is a young fellow by the name of Seth Muse. Seth, when I was a senior pastor at Dallas Bible Church, and he was our youth pastor, very involved in a lot of ministries at the church. And he's a techie kind of guy in addition to all his pastoral skills. And he has developed his own communications ministry. and. He and Randy have a story to tell, and that's what this podcast today is all about. So without any other introduction, uh, I want to just jump in, and I'll ask Randy to be point. Randy, how did you learn to meet Seth? And Seth, how did you learn to meet Randy, and how did this relationship develop? Seth, I'm going to defer to you on that. We knew each other, Hal, at your church. <laughs> so the three of us go back uh, quite, a, actually quite a ways. But uh, uh, I'll just say that uh, I think I became more aware of Seth um, as I was, um, strangely enough, as I was one of the greeters at the back door of our church. And uh, my wife and I would greet uh, each Sunday, and uh, Seth would come bombing along, sometimes with a large number of young folks uh, with him, and sometimes by himself. And uh, always uh, go, 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 and in a hurry, but getting stuff done at church. So that's how I recall kind of becoming aware of Seth. And I think the more he stopped and visited with me, uh, taking a moment to do that, or we would grab each other for some other, just something that came up, uh, we would get to know each other. Is that 
I'm fast. Seth, what do you remember? Yeah, I remember that too. And you know, it's, this has been really fun to, to do this podcast with you guys and um, just continue to see how things are, are, are going with you after our time together at Dallas Bible. But uh, I remember definitely, you know, when we, we, cause we had our youth building out behind the actual church building. And so we have our Sunday school classes and things before. And then when we were done, we'd come across the parking lot and walk in the back door to the church. And uh, that's where you guys were, like you said. And so every Sunday, I just remember you recognize people who have this kind of, I don't know how to describe it, twinkle in the eye, the, the light in their face, you know, this kind of thing. And that's Randy, you know, that, and, and so really no matter what age you are, that's something that comes through when, um, when, when you're like that. And so it was always, I always just enjoyed sitting and talking, getting to talk to Randy for 10 seconds or whatever. And, um, and so he and his wife were just so always so friendly and so active and, um, you know, they're kind of, you kind of just see them everywhere and you're like, they're, I don't know, for me, a young guy, I'm looking at these guys that are, you know, several decades older than me, not too many, but, but more, um, Quite a few. And a few, Quite a few. you know, and going, yeah. man, I want, I, I want to be that active when I'm that age, you know, that's, mm. that's the kind of, that's the kind of person I kind of, I want to be when. Yeah, I don't ever want to stop. That's the thing. I just don't ever want to stop doing things. And that, it seems like they've got their energy from when they were my age, you know, still. So, so, Seth, what intrigued you to take a next step? I mean, it's one thing to greet each other in the back door and mm-hmm. respond to a smile. But there was something that triggered inside of you to say, I need to yeah. hang out with this guy a little bit more. Well, Describe that. Well, what happened was I was I was nearing the end of my youth ministry days and I knew it. And I didn't know what was next. And so um, I was talking to a couple of other people that we worked with there, like Brian Radabaugh and, and others. And just we were, we were talking about like what I wanted to do next and how I didn't really know. And so Brian actually let me know that Randy had mentored this other young life leader guy that we knew. And he had, he had been a, a professional mentor of some sort, a business coach even. And when I heard that he had done that for, for this other guy, I thought, well, I know Randy. I like Randy. You know, I like talking to Randy. Maybe I'll talk to him and see if he'd do that for me. And it was kind of one of those times when I realized I, you know, let me just back up for a second. My whole life, I've been told that I'm supposed to get up to be mentored. And I really never felt like I was really ever. I'm waiting around for some person your age to take interest and say, I'm going to be your mentor. And it just never happened. I mean, there were times where somebody would come in and out of my story and they definitely mentor me, but it was never intentional. You know, nobody ever really took the time to train me how to be a youth pastor, to train me how to be a good father, to train me, you know, none of that. And so I got to the point then when I heard that Randy did that, I just, I kind of was like, I'm done waiting. I'm going to go ask. I want that in my life. I know I need that in my life. I'm just not going to wait around anymore. So I went and asked Randy if he'd do it. I said, Hey, let's have coffee. I sit down and, or actually I may have asked you at the back door and you were like, what, what do you want me to even do? <laughs> so uh, I was like, well, let's have coffee. And we sit down, we talked about it and kind of told him what I wanted to do and said, I'm wanting to go into communications and marketing and I, and in the business world even. And I'm about to, I don't, I know I'm about to wrap my time up here at Dallas Bible. I don't know how to really do that well. And, you know, so he, he, there was just this whole 
mess of things that I needed help learning how to do at, what was I like 34, 35 years old at the time. And I was just, I'm like, I don't want to do this by myself. I'm tired of doing this by myself. I don't really understand what's next and I don't know how to get to it. So if you know how to do it, help me out. And he was graciously, he graciously gave up his time pretty much monthly since then till today where I'm 42. You know, I mean, it's been a couple of years, man. <laughs> so describe those sessions to me. Who set the table? Did you come with a set of questions, Seth? Randy, did you come with a set of questions? Uh, describe that process. Go back and forth with us for a little bit. Okay. Go ahead, I, Seth. You can give it from your perspective. Yeah, I, I really, I don't, sometimes I did have things to talk about. Um, it, it could range on a, on a whole host of things. It could be, and, and a lot of what we dealt with in our sessions was, how do I position myself wherever I'm at in my company with my boss, with my coworkers to get to the next level I want to get to. And, and, and that was something that Randy was really good at helping me to talk through. A lot of times, you know, you get guys that just, they want to, they want to be promoted. They want to, you know, start their own business. They want to do something big and they're kind of locked into this job or locked into this position and they don't really know how to get noticed. They don't really know how to maneuver. They don't really know how to handle that business world. And I'm not good at that. I'm a straightforward, plain spoken, tell you what I think, even if it hurts me kind of person. And Randy helped me a lot with learning how not to do that and, uh, and, and how to uh, really kind of work the system a little bit better to, to move around in what I needed to do professionally. And, and then personally as well. I mean, we hit that too, but mostly it was about what do I want to do with my life and how am I going to make this transition from youth ministry to at the time it was going into the, to the business world as a marketing guy, but then moving back into the church as a church communications professional. And, and, and then even from there starting my own company, which I have now uh, with church comm team, where we actually do communications remotely for churches all over the, the United States. So um, he helped me kind of figure out how to go from one step to the next in that. And so it could be finding business relationships, dealing with problems at work, um, you know, avoiding difficult people, learning how to build a team, learning how to be a leader. I mean, there's all kinds of things we talked about. Randy, how do you reflect back on that? I think very similar to what Seth just characterized. Um, I sort of was, uh, there was a, so to back up a step for me, uh, I've been very fortunate uh, in that I had work in the business world that allowed me to be a business um, advisor and to have a, a coaching relationship with a large number of executives um, through the years. And so when I got to DBC, uh, Dallas Bible Church, uh, Hal, uh, I was trying to keep my eyes and ears open to the potential for uh, a possible relationship with someone who felt uh, the need to have uh, a discussion with somebody from 
the business world or somebody a little bit older uh, to just be a friend more than anything. I did not set out to become, excuse me, a mentor. Uh, And as you said, Hal, we're going to have to, and we will discuss mentoring more down the road. Uh, But for our purposes today, uh, I think mentoring can be included in this process because Seth and I ranged in our discussion quite widely. I think we, we ranged through issues around uh, sort of moving on from, from one realm to another, uh, what that would mean, what it would mean for uh, him personally, what it would mean for the family. And so we got into broader issues than just, uh, I have a problem with my boss today. Uh, or I have a problem with a coworker today that is just, you know, uh, holding me back. So I guess I would include the idea that I'm open and I was open to listening. And I think if you call mentoring listening, um, then maybe I was a mentor for Seth in the way that you guys might characterize that. I just have a hard time in my own mind um, thinking of a mentor that way. Uh, but but I, in the broadest sense of that term, yes, Hal, I, I think it was a mentorship. And what I was doing was looking for people uh, in Seth's age range, actually, but, you know, younger people, uh, maybe a couple generations younger than I was, uh, who might be interested in that kind of thing. So what I was hoping is that somebody would be willing to go to coffee and just open up and discuss life and just say, can we do this more often? Like, can we do this every two or three weeks Um, or once a month? Whatever works time-wise, given the schedule that that person had. Well, and speaking of you two, how often did you meet how long over a period of time? Was it a year? Was it two years? Are you still meeting today? How do you keep up with each other? I mean, this goes back several years. What, 10, 12 years ago that this happened? It goes back quite a ways. Has it been that long? I don't remember exactly. No, not 10 or 12. It, went, it goes back maybe um, 2015. Or four or five years, something like that, I guess. It was 2015. I remember that in 2015, January 1st is when I started the first marketing job. And we had just started meeting about that, like right before that, maybe November, December of 2014. So, so you came to me, Seth, and said, you know, I, I'm, so, you know, I can continue what I'm doing or we can move on. You know, I can move on. And I'm a little, I, I have an opportunity to move. And it's a very, um, in some ways, it's a very big move for me uh, to the business world. And so so he, we talked that over, Hal, and we just one thing led to another. But our discussions probably were what, Seth, every, uh, probably about every two weeks as we started off. When we first started, it was about two to three weeks. Then it, we were trying really for once a month is what we really tried for. Yep. And then yep. – you know, as it depended on kind of what was going on, we, we just kind right. of would set it up and 
we, right. Every day, every time we met, we were like, when's our next meeting? And we'd schedule it right then. Right. Um, we, so we tried to do that every 30 days. And then as we, you know, as my things changed, I went back into the church world and then, you know, I started to launch a business and then COVID hit, you know, we stopped meeting almost all together when COVID hit, but, right. um, you know, it just, it, it, everything kind of, we, we kind of spread it out a little bit more as things got a little more crazy in my life. But, um, you know, it was about an hour and a half or so we'd meet each time, hour, hour and a half. We'd talk uh, over coffee. Sometimes we'd have lunch and, you know, he, you know, we live pretty far apart considering in Dallas, I guess, by Dallas standards. And, you know, we'd meet somewhere in the middle and uh, have, we have pot belly burgers or uh, sorry, pot belly sandwiches or um, coffee or something, you know, Mexican food. But um, it, it was we we kept it up for a, a good you know four or five years pretty straight pretty standard w- monthly meeting and and we do still meet how not as frequently right now but we but yes we enjoy talking and it's more now just a catch up thing and more of a uh, but but yes we still have that relationship which is gratifying to me I hope it's gratifying to you Seth yeah uh, so. And I'll say this too, Randy did this professionally and got paid good money for it. And it's never charged me a dime and it's a ministry for him. And I appreciate that because there were many times I didn't have very many dimes to give him. So it was uh, always appreciated that he saw it as a ministry and the value of that was just so incredible for me um, to, to be able to get together and, and talk through like, for instance, there's a time when, you know, I was working in a, in a marketing agency and as, as a mar- my first real job as a marketer, uh, marketing manager, and I had a boss that I just had no idea what he wanted me to do. And so there was so many areas of like, Randy, he said this, but, and we kind of, and I don't really know what to do here. And what's my authority level and what can I say? And, you know, what can I, how can I change my situation? Cause I don't really like how it's going. And, um, you know, we would talk through like, here's okay. Well, here's some steps you can take. Um, here's some things you can't change. And sometimes it's just good to have that sounding board to hear that back and go, um, okay. now that I've heard myself say it, I realize how I sound and what I need to change in my life, uh, or what I need to change about my attitude or whatever. And then there would be times where Randy would say, um, well, I've had that before. So here's, here's what we did with this guy I knew that might help you. And, and so that was one of the values of, of talking with someone older is that life experience is there, especially in the field, you know, that he's had, um, you know, which was similar to what I did. He was in the business world and I was trying to navigate the business world for the first time. I've been in the church world on staff for pretty much my entire professional life. So it's very different. And I'm like, what can I say? What can I not say? You know, and I just didn't know. And so mm-hmm. there was a lot of things that I could just get to him and ask and go, this happened. Was that normal or should I be upset about that? And, you know, there were, there was just so many moments where, you know, he t- kind of showed me how to, um, how to lead in my position when I have a you know, boss that's not really communicating well with me on what I should do. Or, you know, when I don't really know what my job description is, or I need to get something done, but the boss is being, you know, very, very stubborn about it, but I know it's the right thing. So how can I, you know, talk to him or convince him without being annoying or getting fired, you know? So those are the kinds of things that we would, we would discuss. And, you know, Randy is, you know, probably got a decent mind for marketing, but we really didn't talk about how to market. It was a lot about, you know, how do you operate in this business world and how do you, um, 
you know, how do you leave work at work? And, you know, it's things like that, that we would cover. And he and I both love to talk. So we'll, we'll, we can get going and, and forget what time it was as well. So it's true in this podcast, you guys both like to talk. Yeah, we do. Don't we? How, what are you hearing in this? What are you hearing from us uh, about this whole process? Well, I want to wrap it up a little differently. Okay. Uh, Seth, what would you say to your peers about the value of seeking a relationship with older people. You know, most of our listeners are probably in the Finishing Well Ministries market. They're older. And some of them may be listening. I'm not sure I can do this. I'm not sure I want to do it. Just speak as a young man. What's the value of having a relationship with an older man and having him uh, or woman, you know, speaking into your life as a young man? What's the value of it for you? Well, I will say my advice to them is don't wait for them to ask you. You, you go find somebody because it's important and, you know, find someone that can speak into your life. But really what I was looking for that I really loved about Randy is that Randy actually does listen. He, he was not just trying to imprint some of his, his regrets or whatever and change his life onto me. You know, he wasn't trying to give me advice all the time just because he made mistakes or, you know, some way he wanted to see my life go. It was like he was really listening to what was going on and trying to actually help me process it. And he let me talk. And, and that was the thing. He let me talk when we were meeting and he let me vent if I needed to. He let me explain. He asked questions. He, he didn't just kind of lecture me the whole time. And with, when, it, when it comes to a relationship, I think we, with, when you're younger, looking at the older generation and, and you know, when you were my age, you probably did the same thing. Is that you look at the older generation as, as wanting to like control you in a way with all the things that I've done, because you have been places we haven't been, you do know things we don't know, but we don't know that. And we kind of sometimes want to figure it out for ourselves, and we want help figuring out, not just be handed. Here's what you do. So that process going through that together was valuable because I felt like I had a friend and not just a, you know, a, you know, a, a, what do you call it? Another boss you know, just another person in my life telling me what to do all the time and trying to get me to be something I didn't know if I wanted to even be. And, and I think that was, was really valuable to, to, to me. So obviously the experience he had and all the things that he brought to the table were what I needed. And so I think that's another thing you look for is someone that can actually help you with what you need help with. So you don't, yeah. you don't just go find somebody just because they're older and think they can help you. They may not, you know, it's like he had what I needed. And when I heard what he had done before, I was like, that's what I need. I want to talk to that guy. Randy, wrap it up from your side. What I mean, Seth just explained the value of it for him. You're an older man. You're a couple decades ahead of Seth. What's the value for older men and women paying attention to younger people, this multi-generational impact? Yeah, I think how basically I, you and I have, <laughs> have kicked this around a bit, haven't we? And I think the answer to that is that the value is way more than you expect for the senior in this, in that you can really learn new things, gain a wider perspective on life, on being a parent, on being a grandparent, on what the issues are for younger generations today that you just simply weren't aware of. 
that run at a different speed than you do, that process things at a different speed than you do, but that have desires that are very similar to what your desires were back in the day and are today. So it's a fortifying relationship, how to uh, that you get as much out of as a senior as you give. You get more, actually, but let's just say you get at least as much out of it as the person you're helping or, in our words today, mentoring. And uh, <clears throat> it, will, it will encourage you, whoever you are, man or woman, it will encourage you more than you can possibly imagine to do this sort of thing. If you have this kind of relationship, however informal it is, however just having coffee it is, you, it can gradually be more and go deeper if you give it a chance. I can't thank you each enough for being willing to tell just a bit of your story. For our listeners, you know, you can go to Finishing Well Ministries YouTube channel, and there is a video that explains a little bit more detail about Seth and Randy, how they work together, where they met, the kinds of things they talked about, and you can see them interact together. So I would encourage you to do that. My own personal wish is that all of us as listeners would be available. You know, that's the fifth essential, our availability as a younger person, as an older person, be available for opportunities that are there. I'm struck by how this relationship came about at a back door in a church, just as people went in and out, you smiled at people, you began to build a relationship. And I think that's the way the Holy Spirit leads life to happen. You know, so much of it just happens if we're paying attention to what he's doing in our lives. So I want to thank you both and uh, the Lord bless you and may that friendship continue and may it multiply through our listeners as well. So it's been our joy to be with you today and talk about multi-generational relationships with a personal illustration. I hope it encourages you to be aware, to be alert to opportunities God has put in front of your, your life as well. So you can catch these podcasts at finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast. And uh, if you have an idea of something we should explore, uh, let me know. Write me at hal at finishingwellministries.org, and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks, and may God bless you, and thanks to both of you for being here today. Take care, guys. God bless you.